What do you get if you mash up Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, bring some moral aspect of Thor with a sprinkle of the ref? You get Violet Knight. So before we get into our review, guys, if you want to learn how to save money in gas, groceries, restaurants, check the description below. It's not a sponsor. We don't get any kickback from it. It's just our saying thanks for our viewers of watching and listening. Also, you want to be a superhero? Check the description below on how you can save a life or two. Spoilers, the time we're reviewing this, it was the premiere weekend. Rotten Tomato has it at 71%. Audience score is 89%. And I'll say right off the bat, I'm feeling with the 89%. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna side with you on this. Yeah, I knew it was gonna be good. I or not? I'm not say good. It's not no Oscar award winning mm-hmm. feature, but it now has joined my list of Christmas movies. I can see why. Yeah. Well, for one, it is on Christmas or it's Christmas Eve. You have the main character, Santa Claus. You have the reindeers. It was a small attendance theater. Same. Um, I had a, it was Sunday. I had mostly old folks in my theater. Same thing with us. I was loud. I was laughing. Some of the stuff was kind of predictable. True. Kimberly thought that he was carrying nunchucks on Yo, his side. It, it did look like scroll, that. Yeah. He had the scroll, right? She's like, he has nunchucks. I was like, where? His scroll did it. look like nunchucks. When he was at the bar sitting, you right, first see him. That's where she, right. That's what she's referring to. But then you see that you know where this movie is going in a sense without holding back, especially when he's like, Gets motion sickness after being drunk a little bit. Yeah, right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And then the, the bartender gets covered with it. And it's like you see the particles, the food particle, the chunks. Mm. I was like, oh. Mm. Which oh. I, you can only assume is cookie. It's definitely walnuts. David Harbour. We know him from Stranger Things. We know him from Black Widow. And that's Hellboy. I have to say, a great action star. And comedian. He's Yes. He's not that traditional leading man action type where it's like ripped and diesel, clean shaven, all this stuff. He's hairy. He has a beard. But he's not like I, a small guy. He's like a big dude too. Like No, right. He's, he's tall. He's the quintessential right. dad bod, I would call mm-hmm. it. Whereas like he's got the husk, but you can you can picture a muscle underneath that. Right. Well, not him, but a little, I mean a little bit. Granted, now he's a little heavier than he was in Stranger Things. It was a in the last season of Stranger Things, he got really thin, but that goes into like the sense of the prison life where it, what, how they get, you get treated. I would but say he's about the same size as when he was in Black Widow. I would say he, no, Black Widow, he was big. He was bigger? Oh, I think so. I think so. I'll watch that again. But I, but I do love the fact how they tie in the Viking history. I love the fact that you can see the Thor, but I mean, the Thor is a Viking or North god. And you can see the relation there. I mean, Santa Claus did exist. Uh, the, not, not not Santa Claus himself, but Saint the, Nicholas. Saint Nicholas, right? He did exist. I mean, technically, the holiday of Christmas is uh, was it not based on a pagan holiday? Not traditionally a Christmas uh, is not traditionally a Christian holiday. It was adopted and turned into a Christian holiday. Of course, yeah. So mm. it makes sense that like the character of Saint Nicholas or whoever it was had an origin before whatever we knew as a Christian holiday was. And mm. they, they pulled from like Viking lore, like some of the oldest stories in history are from the Viking lore. So that made sense to me. Plus it right. was hilarious when he, he's like, 
I had my best friend beside me, Skull Crusher. He looked like he was more of a threat than Thor at points. <laughs> oh, the way he was moving the hammer and the way, yeah, I mean, of course, Vikings didn't all have hammers. They, they had swords and they had other weapons as well. But when you see this tall guy with long locks carrying a hammer, or in this case in the movie, sledgehammer, but back then in his past, he, he can't help but connect the yeah. two. And especially when later on he's like, he embraces that side again. You see that he changed his hair and he put like a nail through it to hold his hair in place, his yeah, bun. Pull his hair back. Yeah. John Leguizamo, I usually don't like him. I mean, I love him. He's great. I seen him do bad or tough guy parts and he couldn't, he couldn't really sell it. Here he did. No, here he was great as a bad guy. With little man syndrome. Now, okay, quick. Was one of the uh, gang guys, whatever the bad guys, is he from Jackass? You talking the guy with the beard? Yes, the, 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 one that got, the one that gets the elf. Was no, he from Jackass? he's not from Jackass, but I want to say he's been in other projects because his face looks so familiar, but he's not Are from you Jackass. Sure? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you right now. Speaking of which, they did have a, a great cast uh, overall. Yeah, Brandon mm -hmm. Fletcher. That's who it is. And he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in like Blood Rain, uh, Rampage. Uh, he was in Superman and Lois. He was in Billy the Kid. Freddy versus, versus Jason. Jason. Yeah. Uh, the Revelant. Okay. He 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 looked like that one character, one guy from Jackass. I can't remember his name, but he looked like him. And they also had Morgan Steele. That Gigant. was Cam. Gigant, uh, Gigant. Yeah, he's from No Retreat, No Surrender Part 2, something like that, or Never Back Down. That one, I think it's Never Back Down. Yeah, yeah, it's Never Back Down. I, I'm say, yeah. But he was great in a sense, not because he played the buffoon, the, the typical buffoon you see in some movies, but <laughs> he's so damn wants to be an action hero that he'll take any opportunity. Him sliding across the couch, him doing a roll down the, mm. the driveway. We saw the return, if you will, of Everly D'Angelo, who we know famously from National Lampoon's Christmas Christmas Vacation. That's true. Chevy Chase, and she played so you the, have like that. the grandma that hates everyone. It was she looked pretty good considering she held. I mean, up. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. She held up. Yeah, I don't know what other or recent projects she has done. I haven't seen her in a while, so. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then you have the, the son, Bert, or Bert True. Yeah. And then the, the his Instagram or his TikTok, Bert Locker, and the, and the, and the play of Hurt Locker. Yeah. This movie not will be part kids. of my, definitely not for the kids. Well, hello, it's called Violent Night. And the thing is, <laughs> isn't there, isn't there, maybe not Violent, maybe it's Deadly Night. There was a horror movie. The, well, there, there's a bunch of horror Christmas films. There's like, uh, I, I want to say there is a Silent Night or Deadly Night, but there's also Black Christmas and there's like multiple Black Christmas. There's hey, hey, that sounds racist. Uh, no, he was definitely a white Santa. <laughs> no, but there's there's a lot of uh, there, uh there's a lot of horror films based around Christmas. Jack Frost. No, I know Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. No, there was another Jack Frost. Okay, yeah. Most of my Christmas movies don't really deal with Christmas. It just takes time frame of Christmas. Iron Man Three is one of yours. Oh, Iron Man Three is one of mine. Batman Returns, Die Hard. Mm -hmm. Die Hard 2. It takes around the same time. It's not really celebrating Christmas or has that theme in the sense of that or the over pushing theme. Then you have the traditional ones like Home Alone 1 and 2, Elf, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Those I, I love to watch every holiday. And I think I'm going to add this. This wouldn't be a bad one to watch. I, I would say it's Kim. in the middle of like what your, your categories of what you like because like you, 
Describe Die Hard and Home Alone. This is like right in the middle of that. Let's go into detail in the sense of the main source of this movie or the entertaining fact besides the acting and some of the humor and the performances, but the violence. It is called Violent Night for a reason. There are several scenes that are very bloody. I wouldn't say graphic. Unnerving. No, yeah, it's not really that graphic. It doesn't go into to gory detail, but your imagination can go with the flow of it. Yeah, but I would definitely say, like, you ever watch an action film that your mind just shuts down and you mm-hmm. like, you just enjoy the brutality of some of the action? That's what I right. got from here. And that was mm-hmm. the sensation I got watching those scenes. Case in point, like, and this is where you have a stark difference. When they first took over the, the mansion... Like John Leguizamo and the and Candy Cane and all of them, they were doing violence and they were doing their fighting, which looked good. But then when you know Santa started getting the rhythm, and I like at first he was not there, but when he got that hammer, bro, he was lighting them up. Yeah, it kind of reminded me again going to Star Wars. I always go gravitate to Star Wars to help make the connection. But he was like Obi Wan in the series. He was rusty, and then he got good again. Rusty, right. He was rusty. He didn't want to be violent. He tried to avoid it, but then he couldn't help but face it. And that first altercation with Gingerbread Man, or wherever he was, that he Uh, grabs the muzzle, the gun, and his hands are hot, and they have to put it into ice. I mean, that's very Jackie Chan. Yeah. And I do like the fact where they... You know, they get that quick history of him. And now they don't go into history of how he became Saint Nick or True. Santa Claus, how he got the powers. But it's more as if he's serving a, several lifetimes to correct the wrong. Deal. He was the naughtiest of the naughty, basically. That was the vibe that you got. So mm-hmm. like it's the penance he has to do. It's like, But he enjoys it. It's just that that's the penance he has to do. Right. Bring joy now, to at the end... When he was dying or dead, I thought that someone else was going to take the mantle, like he was going to give the power. And it says, like, pass on the torch. And, like, say the father that was there now is going to repent. Or maybe Bertrude was going to do it. That's what I thought. See, I didn't think he'll be revived again. See, no, well, no, I kind of thought he would revive because it's like the whole, you got to believe, like Peter Pan, you know, right, true. Thing. personally, if anybody was going to take the mantle, I would have gave it to John. Like, was John, John, correct. Yeah. Stru- uh, Scrooge, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Now that death was brutal as all. That was a Mortal Kombat heck. fatality. Oh my God. Was it? <laughs> I didn't expect that. I did not expect that at all. I mean, granted. <laughs> There's a expect- lot of deaths I- that we didn't expect at all though. Well, that one, especially in the sense of like, I didn't recognize or realize that was a chimney. Oh, I did. As soon as I saw it, it like it's a it's an outdoor barbecue chimney or something like that. Yeah, definitely a Mortal Kombat fatality. And the way that he just like folded in half and then rip mm-hmm. going through the thing uh, through the chimney. And I bet you, and I bet you, and I bet you, the next Mortal Kombat they're going to add him and have him do that. Yo, he'd be great as a Mortal Kombat character. Especially when he oh, took yeah. off, when he takes off the uh, the 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 top red coat, and you see the leather binding him. Oh man, I was like, mm-hmm. Santa looks like he can tear up a person, and he did. And the tattoos. Now, I did like when he's taking down the soldiers, lack for a better term, in the in the barn. Yeah, but I also have a problem with that because they all had guns, and they they they, they all had guns, and they didn't shoot. 
Because you know, in a real situation, they were some, not. Some of them did shoot. It's just that they were missing it. Yeah, but I mean, all those soldiers in there or mercenaries there and shooting in real life, they'll be shooting. They will not be like walking and being like so close because a gun's power is in its distance, not up close range. But I did enjoy, I mean, I did enjoy that because I, I enjoy the, the violent factor of that. Yeah. The whole barn scene oh. was probably the bloodiest, if not second bloodiest thing. Oh no, that most definitely. I was, I was expecting the head to roll off too. When the body dropped, Kim also was like, uh, the hammer hitting and breaking the bone. Oh, kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, when he was like swinging the, the axe. Right. Like, oh, true. Right. Yeah. The, the flare. He did, of it. he did a better job with the flares. But when he's fighting Frosty. the other guy, Frosty in the ba- basement. Yeah. Uh, on the pool the, table. Uh, the mank- yeah. The pool table is that frosty? That's frosty. That I enjoyed a lot because there was humor in that. There was there was comedic timing or comedic moments there, where he's trying to fight and he's trying to jump on top of the table, but he can't, so he he rolls on top over it. Uh, using the Christmas bag as the uh, the as a defensive tool, like the, a sh- the, like a shield, like a shield, yeah. because their hand would just go in and pull out like mm-hmm. a, a gift for a kid. Right. And then he's trying to find a weapon and he's just like video game, video game, damn video game. And then he finds like a, I guess a stuffed a, toy or something. It was something like a doll. Like a, it was a stuffed doll, like a right. girl's doll. But that his, the death of Frosty. That was brutal. I mean, I kind of knew that he was going to grab something and put in the eye. And for some reason, I don't know if you remember this movie or this specific scene of that movie of Revenge of the Ninja, where this guy gets his gangster. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's right here. So when I saw that with a star, that's what it took me back to that movie, to that scene where the old man gets hit with a shuriken and falls into the wishing well. In that fight scene that had me cracking up was when Santa grabs frosty like oh, by the nuts but pretty much by the nuts he's like a suplex move by the nuts and, he, and frosty just screams like on the top of his lungs and he gets suplexed into the pinball machine oh yeah <laughs> yo he got he got messed up hard he got his licks in on santa though him and john like was both good he got the the best licks on on santa claus i would say i kind of wish there was a little bit more with John Leguizamo, because he's that fight would have shown more of his history because John Leguizamo is a small man. Yeah. And small men growing up, what have you, depending on what their you know, situation is, but in the most part, they're always proving themselves in the streets, things of that nature. When you're a small guy, you're not taken seriously until you have to be physical. And I would like to have seen a little bit more, to be honest. Honestly, he only that. had two scenes where he was really physical. It was the first, after he killed the the security guard, which that was like the first real sign for me that, oh, they're really going to be bloody in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, he takes out the two security guards with the, uh, was it the billy stick? Is it a billy stick? The uh, the night stick? And, right. Uh, and which was, again, another thing I was like, why would, why would you step up to someone with a gun when you, I understand it's all for theatrics and, and to show the character's strength and what have you. And right, he took down two guys like that. So when he was fighting one person, yeah, he's a lot taller. I would just would like to just seen us a little bit more, more like in a sense of, 
like he was doing it. Like he crucified him in the sense of putting his, axing his hand into the chimney. Yeah, for uh, Santa. And then into the side. Yeah, when he's fighting Santa. But again, I, I just would have liked to just seem that. More if that makes sense. Like, I mean, like, like uh, Candy Cane, when you first see her, the blonde, oh, she had well, a lot yeah. of technique, but then that somehow disappeared. And speaking about Candy Cane, he grabbed that candy cane to put in his pocket along with the cookies. I was like, he's going to use it. But I would like to have him use it against John. But anyway, he did how he dismantled, uh, took care of John Leguizamo's character, Scrooge. It was nice. But I mean, I guess it's more fitting to use it against all those assailants in yeah. close combat. So, never, nah, never he mind. He used it like a show against was, the other I, guys. I mean, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I, kn- I knew that he was going to do because the candy cane was big. It was big enough to use as a weapon. There was a moment where I was like, was like, oh, it was, of course, Home Alone. Oh, my God. The, the boxer dude? Yeah. The, yo, he got that, like, him, candy cane, which was hilarious, that candy cane and yeah. uh, what was his name? Gingerbread? Was uh, it gingerbread? I guess. It, it, that the two of them were like, that is Santa. And they're like, they were starting to believe, and John like was almost like, "What's mm-hmm. wrong with you guys?" And it is, they're just going back and forth. That's where it starts bringing the humor back. He oh, but was also the head mercenary guy when they when they brought that up and like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on here?" <laughs> it's like maybe he like, sense is magic. What? And they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, what? Which is true. Yeah. It's like it's like the one John like was almost like in disbelief, like, "Bro, the sides are there in front of you." I don't. I would have been believing too. Well, at the end, I mean, I guess when he saw it, when he opened the scrolls. Yeah, well, I he mean, saw he had no end. choice at that point. But like a bag, mm-hmm. the guy got through the chimney. The other, I'm like, there's a lot of signs also. But either way, <clears throat> it's like when the first he gets through the step and gets the nail through the jaw. I was oh. like, bro, I'm like, ooh, and, and there was multiple people in my audience that said that too. Yeah. It gets worse. <laughs> it just gets worse. And and the only For thought him, that came to my mind is like, um, I watched like a video with a doctor uh, reviewing Home Alone, and he's like, a lot of these people uh-huh. will, be, will be in either intensive care or they'd be dead. That's essentially what happened right. to these people. Like this little girl doesn't realize that she set up kill traps, like and like he finally right. gets off that one nail. And uh, what was it uh, that that caused him to slip and fall on his ass? Like uh, he got hit in the head the first time, right? He slipped and fell on his ass on top of a, a pile of nails and razor blades. Right, the first time, and then he does it again. Yeah, but that was after he would died the second time. Uh, right. Well, yeah, because, because, yeah. But the thing, like, the, the when he was looking at that nail, I was like. Yeah, after that, the, after that, that moment, if you look at the, the nail, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. He's like, go like this. He's like, look at the nail, and the hammer bowling ball goes poof. And I'm like, oh, God. I thought it was going to go in his eye. Now, with him, she laughed when Candy King got hit with the hand weight. Yeah. But, you know, the, she was catching the, the other ones, but the hand weight made Kim laugh for some reason. I guess it's because of the sound it made. Unfortunately, the girl is a killer. Uh, not knowing that she is a killer. Well, she didn't know. Well, she didn't know she killed the guy. In all technicality, she did not kill the guy. Candy Cane tossed the ball, bowling ball down, right. which evidently hit the guy. So that was on Candy no, right. Cane. That, but no, right. But the thing is, like, what she, what the girl set up was, I mean, ultimately his death. The way that yeah. was all set up. She, she set know, up some the, lethal traps. I have to say, I, of course, like. He, like I said, you have the connection with diehards and Home Alone and the ref and Thor and all that stuff. But 
Like with Die Hard, you have Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Here, I, I, I'm sorry. I loved it when he said Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like when it's like it's like gonna shove that coal up your anus. <laughs> no, because he, he's like keeping PG thirteen. <laughs> well, yeah, for the girl's sake, right? To keep her pure, what have you. But that was the thing when he said that. I was like, it was corny, but it's fitting. Yes, I just think it was maybe a little too soon, but. But so was Yibi Kaye. Yeah. And Die Hard was a little early as well, but it fit. Another action scene I thought was kind of eh was the girl. No, she can't whisper well. The, the little girl? Yeah. When she's talking to Santa, I was like, Santa. I was like, there's people around. I mean, I understand young acting, but I was like, it would have been a little more believable if she yeah. was like more whispering in that sense because she was just like talking regular voice. While people are like all around, but the weakest action, in my opinion, is the husband and wife fighting that guy. Oh yeah, no, that was definitely the weakest of all the action scenes. Um, uh, well, I guess it, it yeah. goes to show that like neither of them are good fighters. The wife was, of course, a better fighter than the husband. Okay, True, I understand, right. but it was just like, and then the guy is choking her, and you mean to tell me you can't see her? grab the icicle you can't just go like this yeah yeah <laughs> and just move in the heat of the I moment mean, everything's like blind at you only see the one thing I even guess. though it's like six inches away i mean if it was something if like say if she grabbed something behind her because she was pressing against a, a you know hay mm-hmm. if she grabbed something behind her that he didn't see maybe that would have been a little better in my opinion, anyway. Anything else? Clearly, the, uh, again, we said it before. This is not a film that is for like, oh, I need to watch this quintessential like heart film or like a class film. This is definitely mm-hmm. like oddly like a B film, but like a good memorable B film. Speaking yeah. about B film, did you watch the trailers? Oh, the ones that were coming. Uh, are you talking about Cocaine Bear? Very much so. That to me looked like a movie from the eighties. One hundred percent. They got Ray Liotta though. Oh, okay. That makes it so much better. I love Ray Liotta. I know it's probably his last film he ever did. Yes, I think it is. You know, and it's based on a true story. So now I'm going to look at it. At it, but I think it's inspired by a true story. But I don't. But think still, like, mom will watch it and she'd be like, "It's a true story." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, it's come inspired. on." <laughs> You would think it would be a bigger news. Like, would have been like worldwide news that cocaine bear, bear running around. <laughs> right. But anyway, when growing up, there was a lot of B movies, direct to video, VHS yeah. uh, movies out there. I can see this as possibly one of them. If it was a cult classic or like a right. diamond. Oh, this rough. is definitely, oh, this is definitely a cult classic in the making. I'm calling it right now. This is going to be a fan fave for for so many. Would you? This is going to sound like a silly question. I will welcome a sequel. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I would. You know what? If it was like Santa versus Krampus in the sequel, oh, yeah, I will welcome it. Because <laughs> now I'm curious about Mrs. Claus. Right. Like I want to know about her. <laughs> and I was thinking that we were going to see Mrs. Claus maybe like in the end credit scene. Yeah. And I thought it was going. And I thought it was going to be Renata Ryder from Stranger Things. That would have been hilarious. Or or the other chick from uh, Black Widow, <laughs> the played his wife. Hi. Black- no, that she's too young. <laughs> 
I do. I, I do uh, love her. Oh, are you talking about? The, the, oh, the you talking about um, Rachel Wise? Yeah. Okay. Which okay, would have been it would have been funny too. Either or. But yeah, I, I'm like into like having uh, like a, a kind of like a franchise kind of thing with this. And this is like the second movie that I know that Santa Claus is tied to a violent setting or movie. There's one with Mel Gibson where he plays St. Nick. The big man or the fat man. Right. And he's not fat, but he's he's in his right. And he's being he was like a, a hit man or a CIA Operative. Wow. No, he, he he worked with the government, that? but uh, he was he was definitely Santa Claus. And the, the no, whole... I know, I know that. Yeah, but he was like using his the cover of his dropping off the gifts. I think to, uh, to yeah. The most of the premise of the film was another hitman was actually tracking right. him down to try to kill him. Right uh, for yeah, that, like I remember, a spoiled yeah. rich kid. And I kind of remember that. You know, I saw it. Real, I saw it once last year. I anyway. saw it too, but honestly, if I had to compare the two, oh, this is it, better. This is actually so much better. I fell asleep on the Mel Gibson one. This one, I was wide awake. I wanted more. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really do like David Harbour. He's very good. He's very captivating. Again, he's not your traditional uh, leading man, mm. and he just kills it. He, he kind of really gives you like that, that Bruce Willis vibe back in his younger days. Yeah. Like when he really exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to Bruce Willis. Like he, he kind of phones it in on his more recent projects, but like back in the day that he gives you that vibe, like that sensation of what that was, which is good. That's what we enjoy. I I just, I I just hope he doesn't get like typecasted in that way. It's just redone, redone, like the same thing. It's a different setting, same character, but different setting in a way, you know what I'm saying? Or same performance. Definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the own. Definitely worth the watch in the, in the theater. You got to watch it in the theater. I think is that experience. It will, is, you had to have that experience. It's not meant for the small TV at first. You got to watch it on the big screen. Yeah, th- this may seem like it was produced for like a small screen, and and because like we said, it's not a big film in comparison to like John and like John Wick and all those other ones. It's like mm-hmm. pretty close. But there's something to be said about watching a film of that caliber in the mm-hmm. theater, where mm-hmm. you get more of a rush from watching that kind of a film. Right. And like I said, well, it's I'm not gonna, a film you're going to be thinking about too much. You're going to shut down your brain for those action scenes. What we can say about this, I mean, it is a home run in my opinion. I was looking forward to seeing this, but my expectations were far exceeded, excuse me, than when I left. Overall, like my brother said, uh, it's worth the watch, worth the buy. It's, it's a good time and probably for multiple Christmases to come. Oh, definitely. All right, guys, that'll be it for us on our review of Violent Night. Have you seen it? Let us know what you think. Also, if you have a show, movie, series that you want us to review, comment below. You can email us at talesoftwobros at gmail.com. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, bro.